Hello. Hey, Charles. Hey, it's Dave. Hey. hey, how you doing, man? I hear you're under the weather. Yeah, I haven't really been feeling well. Kind of ended yeah. up uh, testing positive for COVID. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you and the whole family. Well, sit this one out. It's gonna be a good episode, but you will be missed. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm. I'm disappointed that I won't be able to get in on all the memes. Yes, but we'll see you next month. You'll you'll be back. But I wanted to make sure everyone knows that <laughs> you have not left because you're very popular. People oh. <laughs> people have they they stop me out in public and they're like, you know, I really like the fact that there are two hosts to the show. Maybe that's because they don't like me. No, that can't be it, Dave. <laughs> All right. Well, get well and take care of the family. Take care of yourself. Rest, fluids, all that. We'll see Back you soon. next okay. time for summer reading. Very good. All right. Take care, man. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You are listening to Did You Hear? 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 The Johnson County Library Podcast. With hosts Dave Carson and Charles Howard. We are coming to you from the Central Resource Library in Overland Park, Kansas. This is your Library Insider. In 2007, members of the Johnson County Library web team got together for what we called a social media retreat. We had a website, sure, but there was MySpace, which now seems forgotten or the butt of a lot of jokes. But from 2005 to 2009, MySpace was the largest social networking site in the world. It was kind of hard to ignore. And then there were all these others that started popping up, like Foursquare and Twitter and Photobucket and Tumblr. And just what the heck is Facebook? Should the library be involved with these things? Does it have staying power? Well, fast forward to 2022. We've come such a long way from Jack Dorsey's first tweet ever, which was, just setting up my Twitter... It's fascinating how technology at its inception is revolutionary, new, strange, mysterious, and kind of hard to explain just what the heck it is. But now, everyone knows what social media is. What do we do with it? That changes continuously. Today, on the Did You Hear podcast, we present Mesmerizing Memes and More. We give you the -the behind-the-scenes philosophy, strategy, and everything else when it comes to creating social media content for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Okay, to start off, could you please introduce yourself, your name, and your position? My name is Elissa Andre. I'm the External Communication Manager for Johnson County Library. Well, welcome. And so we're talking about social media today. And why is it that social media is so important? And why does the library view social media as a valuable way to connect to our community and our patrons? So social media is a really valuable 21st century communication channel for organizations and their audience. Uh, Just for an example, in 2005, only 5% of Americans used at least one social media platform. I know social media was still pretty young back in those days. Um, But by 2021, that number was 72% of adults are using a social media platform. So that's pretty significant. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
For sure. Wow. And then social media allows for real-time, responsive information sharing. Um, you're able to develop relationships with customers because that's where they are. So you're meeting them where they are and and really letting them know your brand and your personality. Yeah. So for a library, um, social media is basically an extension of our branch services. So we're providing information on our services, our events. We're doing reference and readers advisory. Um, you know, it's a fast moving, constantly changing platform and the field itself of social media. Um, there's so many new platforms and trends that yeah, you've got to constantly be staying on top of it and, and being able to connect with your audience. And, and you know, Alyssa, I've, I've been, uh, in this field for, you know, a number of years, I, I think over 20 now. <laughs> and so I've seen a lot of change, but the one thing that I think I've, I've, the one lesson I've learned is that, you really need to go where the people already are. And it's, yes. it's informed a lot of the work I've done. I remember when we were making videos at, you know, this job and previous job. It's like, well, where should those live? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, they can live more than one place. And why not put it, uh, uh, you know, out there where there are thousands, if not millions of viewers already there. Yes. Like YouTube. And uh, yeah, so it, it makes sense to go where the people already are. And the interesting thing now with videos too, is that, you know, there's TikTok, And so that's a certain style of video. And then Facebook, you've got a different style that you're reaching and YouTube is a whole nother yeah. beast. So it's, you've really got to have a strategy behind it. Yeah. And I, 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 been getting a lot of uh, advertisements lately for a uh, video that's available on Instagram. So they're really yep. trying to catch in on that too. But things come and go too. I remember Vine was a big thing. Oh, Vine. And now it's not. R.I.P. <laughs> well, so I, I understand that we're considering maybe adding another position to the team that might be devoted specifically to social media. Can you share with us why you think that would be an important position and kind of what you'd uh, envision them doing? Yes, we'd really love if we were able to add a social media coordinator. And so this person uh, would be responsible for our brand's image across our social media channels. So, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and as I was just mentioning, everyone kind of has their own identity, but we want to be consistent across those platforms. So this person would create, compile, and promote content monitor and moderate and interact with the customers, plan marketing strategies, and basically make sure our voice is consistent. Um, you know, I think this position is important to enhance our service levels, especially as, you know, in a post-COVID world, so oh, much sure. more is digital than it maybe was pre-COVID. Um, the demand on library services and communications is only going to continue to grow. Yeah. So, you know, having consistency in this role and someone who's able to develop a long-term strategy instead of being pulled in multiple directions is really exciting. Yeah, it makes total sense, too, because you, you have so many questions that come in through various channels, you know, uh, different forms of social media. And what do you do with those questions? Mm -hmm. Do you just ignore them that's no. probably not a good mm -hmm. strategy and uh so you know of course your your goal is to answer all those and and like you say to have a unified voice and uh have it coherent and consistent and reliable that that sounds good to me sign me up yeah um, we've had a great group of staff who's working on social media right now um and super thankful that you know everyone's been contributing and having great ideas 
but where we're going. And I'm really excited to add somebody to that team that can really unify everybody. That's great. And we're going to hear from some of those folks a little bit later in this very program. Uh, so my last question for you is, you know, what are the numbers? Uh, you mentioned earlier just what a dramatic increase of use. But uh, are there any numbers that just blow you off the board when it comes to social media? Yes. So currently we have an audience of over 25,000 followers on our three main social media channels. So Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then, you know, we've got the YouTubes and the LinkedIn's and all those other as well. So that's pretty amazing. Um, the reach of that is more than 2.7 million. Wow. So, um, for an example of, of a post that really went crazy recently, we had a lost bunny at one of our branches that one of our librarians found. And so we posted it on Facebook, just on Facebook, we had 981 shares. So it was shared all over the globe. And I'm not sure that we ever found the owner of this. Bunny. Oh, no. Oh. I know with all so those shares. Charles and I were just talking about that. And I guess that shows what a successful piece of social media it was that we were talking about it. And mm-hmm. we were worried if the bunny found. Well, maybe somebody in our listening audience will. That's my hope. I'm yeah. going to keep talking about the bunny until we find its, its owner. So we talked a little bit about the philosophy and why we're engaged in social media on behalf of the library, but you you might've heard there was a mention of of a 12 person team and sometimes it's bigger, sometimes it's smaller, but these are individuals that have volunteered their time as part of their job to um, create our social media. And so one of those individuals is Emma. Hi, Emma. Hi. Um, Tell us uh, what your position is and what branch you're at. I am a youth information specialist at Monticello Library. And how long have you been there? Um, I've been at Monticello specifically for about three years, maybe two and a half. Um, And I've been at the library for almost nine years. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. What, what, What else have you been doing? So I was a page and a clerk at Shawnee and Cedar Row, so doing a lot of the materials handling, touching a lot of books. And then, yeah, I was a youth specialist there for, I think, two years as well. Isn't that interesting how a lot of people get their foot in the door Mm -hmm. in a position, like a a page position or a clerk position? And it's deeply helpful to have that whole understanding of how the library works. Right. And then it leads you to the opportunity... um, to serve on a team like the social media mm-hmm. committee and you have a lot of experience and knowledge of the library to draw from. That's so true. I think that's um, especially helpful for me being a very curious person. Um, I like to think about like what would people like to know and a lot of like kids we see at the library are really interested in what happens behind the closed doors. Yeah. So we already know that people are interested in um, how a library works. Yeah. So yeah, having yeah. that understanding definitely helps create deeper content that people are very curious about or might not know that they're curious about. Right. We here at the Did You Hear podcast, that's our bread and butter. We do yes. the inside the <laughs> library behind the scenes stories. So yeah, um, and people are listening. So they, they I think what you say is true. Um, so how long have you been on the social media team and what, what drew you to it? Um, I've been curious about it for a long time, but I started um, at the beginning of the pandemic when all of our buildings were closed, and I really missed that patron interaction and just feeling like a librarian. 
Um, because especially as a youth information specialist, a lot of my job is like sitting on a desk, help uh, answering questions, recommending books. Um, and I missed having that patron interaction. So it was a way for me to communicate with patrons and um, keep giving them recommendations that they seem to be interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, were you the one that initiated our dive into Instagram or just part of that? Or? Um, I think I tapped their shoulder a couple of times about okay. it. Do we have an Instagram? Do we have an Instagram? But I don't think, I think there were a couple of people who were doing that as well. Okay. I think Emily DeVore was also part of okay. that, my coworker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, so I've, I've always thought of you as the Instagram person. <laughs> um, I love being on Instagram. <laughs> is that right? What, what do you love about it? Um, I love how visual it is mm-hmm. and you get the um, whole caption to kind of flesh out what you're talking about. Um, it's a beautiful space to be in. I mean, it, even the architecture of Instagram reminds me of like Monticello and uh, the new central, like the the atmosphere kind of matches a library somehow huh. to me. Um, I love like easy to digest information uh-huh. and Instagram lends itself that way really easily in making like the graphics and infographs um, yeah. that you can kind of glance at and get the whole message of pretty quickly. And I think that's a user-friendly experience that I'm drawn to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm certain that, uh, you know, our, our patrons that, that are followers of our Instagram account uh, feel the same way. Um, so what, what makes for a successful post in your mind? Hmm. Um, that super easy to look at. You can just glance at and get a lot of information from whether that's about an event or a book recommendation. Um, I also think getting a, like feeling you're meeting a person is really lovely. Um, and there can be a lot of humor, um, ingrained in that really easily like we had one post of um someone wearing all green with a bunch of green books for saint patrick's day yeah and it was just like a cute way to see that the library is full of individuals yeah that's a good Um, point you know because we we think about um kind of having this voice for the library and so you you bring your individual voice but it's in the library's voice which is you know about learning and and Mm -hmm. collective wisdom and delighting the patrons (laughs) yeah it's in our value it's like yeah surprising and delighting each other which i love uses humor yeah yeah and um we across branches like don't see each other's displays we don't always get to interact with our coworkers super closely but social media is a nice way to realize that oh this person is an expert on this genre of books yeah and I think that's one way that we have learned to connect with each other I think that's how um people have figured out what I'm interested in because um we can keep posting what we are reading and that gives us a really diverse representation of interests that are also reflected in our patrons it it sounds like it really fosters community yeah Like you say, even if you are working out at a particular branch or you're a patron of a particular branch, Mm -hmm. you know, the Johnson County Library is a system Mm -hmm. and we're stronger as a system because we have so much more to offer as far as services and the collection and all of that. But kind of like we were talking about, 
you know, a number of voices making up the single library voice. Mm-hmm. The same is true with those branches. You've got a number of branches making mm-hmm. up, you know, the library. Yeah, it makes it feel like Instagram is its own branch giving patron services. Also, I feel like the patrons get a chance to be librarians back to us. Like, I have loved seeing um, tagged posts where people post what they checked out from the library. Um yeah. And that gives them the opportunity to recommend books to patrons and me. Um, that's really exciting to see. Yeah. So let's let's talk about a, a success and a failure. So um, have you ever had anything that just you felt you, you felt like was really good, <laughs> but it just kind of went down like a lead balloon? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's part of content creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that isn't even like my idea or my execution of the idea. Sometimes um, the algorithm is like a changing, morphing animal sure. that you constantly have to kind of be experimenting with and figuring out like what is the algorithm favoring and pushing to patrons. Yeah. Because Instagram only just now released a feature to see uh, posts in chronological order and uh-huh. it's kind of hidden. So you can't really rely on like, oh, this is a popular time to post. because people are on uh the algorithm will favor uh faces it will favor um um content that can be saved or sent so like more information shareable content will be pushed more often um yeah so that kind of changes what i'm thinking as not necessarily valuable but useful to patrons yeah um, if it's not something that they might want to share, then um, it won't be as successful as a post. Well, let's talk about the the shareable stuff then. Mm-hmm. The, what what's been really successful for you? Um, I've noticed that um, being clued into what is popular in media, in the news, like what is. Um, being talked about in our broader world, and that is useful for. Instagram too, because you can constantly be following people. Um, Being on Instagram ends up being kind of research, um, just noticing what people are reposting also tells you what people are interested in. Obviously, there's all these issues about, do you get stuck in an echo chamber? Um, Are your observations representative of the Johnson County community as a whole, or are you getting stuck in a corner? And that's why I think having lots of people involved and kind of doing the research is really useful. But um, yeah, so diverse um, representation has been really popular. Um, Read-alikes for popular television has been popular. Um, Community resources too. I have found that I have such a better understanding of like what's happening in Johnson County and what organizations are um, collaborating through working on this Instagram, which is really exciting to me because we're all about um, resources and connecting people to community resources. And now I know so many more than I ever did before. I I think, isn't that interesting? I I used to teach and I think anybody that has, has ever taught you, you have learned that, um, whatever you're teaching 
you're learning more than your yeah. student. It's, it's, oh, so just absolutely. by creating content mm-hmm. um, that we're putting out there in social media, you're constantly mm-hmm. learning all of, all of that. Yeah, and getting the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and one um, more tangible example of that is Emily, ha- my colleague Emily, has been um, posting top holds. So she'll go over to the hold shelf and pull like lots of um, repeating items. Okay. And that's a really sweet way of like the patrons are choosing what um, is being posted on the internet by placing the hold. Yeah. And that's been really sweet to also learn from the patrons. All right. So why don't you tell us your name and your position and which branch you work at? Of course. My name is Matt Imry. I'm a youth services specialist with the Johnson County Library based mainly at the Gardner Library. Okay. And uh, how long have you worked for Johnson County Library? Um, about three years now, I believe. Yeah. Ish. Um, it gets a bit confusing because I joined when I first came to the U.S. and then I left for a while, then I came back. So, Matt, um, when did you get involved with the social media team at Johnson County Library? I got involved, well, I started putting feelers out just before COVID hit. And then once everything went pear-shaped with the pandemic, I got more involved as the team meetings moved online. Uh I was able to um, be there for the meetings and get an idea for what was needed. So what, what gravitated you towards social media? Had you been active in social media before that? I am a big fan of social media. Yeah. I've been, well, I first dipped my toes in with Geocities, or Geocities, I never know how to pronounce that. And That's Insta, old school. Yeah, God. <laughs> um, I've been around long enough to be old school. Um, I've tested out just about every platform that's available. Um, and working in the UK with libraries and being involved with outreach. I've got an idea of how social media can be used in libraries and I want to do maximize my input into providing a library service. Well, let's talk about that input. So so what what have you suggested to the team or, or what do you offer to the social media team as far as what you like to put out there on behalf of the library? Well, my platform of choice is currently Twitter. Okay. Um, I make a lot of book lists. I make stupid memes <laughs> um, and funny stuff that I share. And when I get the go-ahead, I post what I can. I try not to do too much because one person doing an avalanche of what they find funny really isn't funny. So sure. I tend to post the best of what I can provide. Yeah. So do you do you feel like um, you try to to uh, follow like a library voice or is it is it you or is it a combination? Well, how does that work? I, I believe social media works best when a person's voice comes through. But also with the library it is not I'm aware that it is not my personal feed, so (laughs) I tend to scale back on the more meanness of it all, and everything I post, I post with an eye to, and an ear, 
to being to fitting in with the library's stance and viewpoints. And, and so these book lists that you post, they're, they're, they range in all sorts of different topics. Oh, God, yes. Um, some book lists I create because it's something I find amusing and I run with it. Other things, I tend to go with topical things like what's going on in the news. Sure. So currently with the Ukraine crisis and global politics and also local stuff. Thank you I for tend doing to, that. I mean, that's so important to stay on top of the, those topics and have yes. somebody that is well-read and can, you know. Well, it's, it's, I, it's, I find it very interesting. I know people say that American politics is a spectator sport, <laughs> and I, tend, I follow it as much as I can, and I try to stay in the middle and provide balanced information for our patrons. And it's the same with everything that's going on. There yeah. is a deluge of information and what I try to do is parse it and provide for want of a better word easier to understand sure. information yeah because it's so dense and so heavy that people the library is well placed to be a not really an arbiter of the news but to provide balanced information that is accessible by people of on all sides and of all can't think of the word off the top of my head, but it's not too highbrow, and it's not, sure. and it's a mix of information. And and we need a, a guide like you and other librarians to say these are the materials that are out there that are available, and yes, well, you can be as informed on a topic as you'd like. The library has so much; it's easy for things to slip through. Sure, and book lists uh, or media lists generally are a good way of finding out what we have. Well, since this episode is called Mesmerizing Memes and More, and you mentioned memes, um, I, I know talking about memes probably isn't the most exciting because they're best experienced um, to, to see. They're very visual. They can be. Um, it's sort of like, like earworms. They're songs that just get stuck in your head for days. Sure. That is a type of mimetic infection. Uh-huh. And memes are... <sighs> It's. I've pondered long and hard about what a meme is, and the yeah. simplest definition is it's a cultural infection. <laughs> it it can be anime. It can be just images that are used and reused. Like, I mean, it's something that's so specific as to have a lot of meaning, and at the same time, meaningless. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. you can look at something and put your views onto it and understand it, right. and another person can do something totally different. Right, and it seems like it's very recognizable. Um, so you know what I'm thinking is I, I remember the the baby with the fist or the dog that had the really great expression. Yeah, and everybody puts their own uh, meaning to it. Oh, right, it's yeah. the same with the guy with the girlfriend looking at another girl. There are so many meanings you can put to it, and it can be adapted in so many ways. Right. So, so, so what are some of the memes that uh, you have produced? Um, well, the library recently brought out new library cards, the red and the blue. And I made a Matrix meme. Instead of the red pill, blue pill, oh. it was the red card, blue card. No matter what you choose, you can stay with the library and see how deep the rabbit hole goes. That's great. Um, that was a personal favorite of mine. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Well, but this I, might be a good 
time to point out to folks, if you would like to see some of your memes, the, the place to find them would be Twitter and uh, also um, on Facebook. You post there as well. Yes, okay. I do. Um, those, are my, those are the two platforms I use most of all. So much has changed since the library first ventured into social media. So much has come and gone, like Google Wave, Google+, Foursquare, Vine, Blogger, Ello, Flickr, Photobucket, Tumblr. We've really grown in our approach with social media. We continue to adapt and evolve. We're pretty excited to see what the future will bring. You know, it used to be that you just publish a website, people searched for it, and then that was that. But now you really have to be where the people are. You come to them instead of expecting them to come to you. It's a different philosophy. Quite simply, if you're not reaching out to your audience via social media, you're not reaching your audience. Well, that's it for this month. But next month, it's summer. And summer means summer reading. And this year's summer reading theme is... Oceans of Possibilities, and it runs Saturday, June the 4th, through Friday, July the 29th, and we will take a deep dive into a very aquatic episode. So, until then, this is Dave. Take care. This is your library insider. Did you hear? 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 Did you hear?